Welcome to Ocean Water. We hope you feel refreshed by the living water of Jesus Christ as we help people receive drinking water from the ocean for free. Thanks for joining us for this weekend's message. And if you enjoy it, please share it with a friend. Hi, I'm Dr. Ryan Delamater, pastor of Ocean Water Church. I'm here today at the beach with my family where I live. We're glad that you could be with us here today. Today, we begin a nine-week journey looking at one of the most interesting and fascinating people in the Bible, a guy named Daniel. For the next two months, we'll be talking about waves, learning to ride what life brings. It's about a man named Daniel who started out as a 15-year-old prisoner of war and went to the top, the pinnacle of success. There's so much to learn from his life that is directly applicable to us right now that we're going to spend the next two months going through this together. His life gives us plenty of insight for the season we find ourselves in right now. A season where the people who learn right now how to thrive are going to come out of this season with momentum. Learning how to ride waves is all about finding momentum and channeling it to do what you want to do on a wave. Life is the same way, and we're going to be using that analogy. For those who learn to ride what life is bringing right now, we're going to come out ahead. Now, waves come in all shapes and sizes and conditions. The key to learning is to adapt to the circumstances that have developed and still ride, just like life. We're going to use this metaphor to lean into Daniel's life and learn some really valuable and timely lessons for us in this moment. Today, we're going to look at why we have problems and adversity in our life, just like Daniel had. So today's sort of an overview. The first thing that I want to point out is that Daniel had adversity, like all of us. Don't be surprised by adversity. Resistance is how muscles grow in the human body. Resistance, recovery, and rest equal growth. Now, the same is true spiritually. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be shocked or surprised when you suffer through painful tests and trials as if something strange is happening to you. It says that turbulence is part of a broken world. We don't live in heaven. In heaven, everything's perfect. Everything's done great. There's no tears. There's no sorrow. There's no suffering. But on earth, everything's broken because of sin. Every relationship, uh, our bodies, our minds, the weather, the economy. So we shouldn't expect things to be perfect here on earth. So when bad things happen in your life, instead of saying, why me? You might want to say, well, why not me? I live here on earth. This is not heaven. That's coming later. Now, there's going to be sufferings, uh, there's going to be trials, and we're not supposed to be surprised by those things. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, uh, in this world, you will face difficulty. Now, Jesus warned us that adversity was going to be a part of life. Don't let it blow you away or surprise you or, or be shocked by it. I was asked recently, uh, well, Ryan, are you interested in politics? Well, somewhat. I mean, right now we're doing work in four countries, so I'm very interested in what's happening in El Salvador and Bangladesh and Indonesia as well. You know, I've lived my entire life here in the United States, so lately I've been more interested in those places because we're going to be doing work there. The irony of that is that we get trapped in life by our own perspective. If we think that the only things that are important happen in the place where we live, that's a really small view of the world. I prefer a, a global view of the world because God is a global God. God loves the whole world. 
In fact, just this past week, the largest ever recorded cyclone in the Bay of Bengal happened and it landed in India and Bangladesh. We're taking a team there this December to Bangladesh. If you'd like to go, I'd like you to go to our website and get signed up for that trip because the Bible says God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. In each country of the world, being a citizen has both blessings and benefits and it's circumstances and challenges. God doesn't have a favorite country in the world. God just has a favorite world called Earth, and that's what he sent his son Jesus into for all of us humans. Now, here on Earth, we have four sources of problems that we need to be aware of. Well, the first cause of our problems is myself. <laughs> I'm definitely the biggest cause of my problems. I cause myself more pain and more heartache and, and from my dumb decisions because the Bible says in Romans 3 that I'm a sinner for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, personal responsibility is life's greatest lesson. The, the decision to be responsible for oneself. The second source of our problems is literally the world we live in. The world around us wants to pull us down. And the primary way that it does this is through um, comparison and approval. You know, the world has sex status and money or gold glory and girls or materialism. The Bible calls it the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life. So many times we get desperate for the approval of other people, so we lower our standards or we change our convictions simply because we want uh, people to like us. It's a human tendency. But the Bible says that we don't need the world's approval to be happy. The third source of our problems is Satan, the devil. He's real, evil incarnate. The moment you wake up in the morning, he's plotting to discourage you, to defeat you, to create doubts and give you depression and discouragement and distract you from all of the amazing thing that God wants to do in your life. That's why every day I get up and the first thing that I want to do is I want to be in God's word because God would give me the right mindset for the day. And the first thing that I do is I open our Bible reading plan and I sit in it, and I listen to it, and I hear it, and I pick something out because I want to make sure that every year of my life, I read every word of God to me so that I can get ahead. And the last thing is that some problems actually come from God. God will sometimes shake up things in our life for very good reasons. And that's why I want to cover this in de detail because this is the one that's unexpected. And I want us to look into that. The second thing is that Daniel saw adversity as good. We always want to look for ways that God might use adversity in our lives because he wants to use everything, even bad things in our life, he wants to use to bring good out. And if you want to thrive rather than just survive in the life and the world that we live in, we have to look for the clues that God's giving us as into when he's shaking up our life. Jeremiah 29 11 says, the plans I have for you are plans for good, not to harm you. They're plans to give you a hope and a future. You see, sometimes God shakes things up and sometimes God puts things in our life because he wants to inspect us. Well, what does that mean? What do I mean God wants to inspect us? Well, sometimes a problem will reveal a motivation that's really out of sync with what God's trying to teach us in our life. Maybe a, a character or defect or a motive. And, he does that to us all the time. 
Somebody once said that people are like tea bags. You don't know what's in them until you drop them in hot water. And a lot of times God will use problems to inspect us and show us what's wrong, what's out of whack in our life. Uh, a wrong motivation or a wrong value that we have or even a misperception that we have. You know, God already knows what's going to happen to us in every part of our life. When God allows a problem in our life, it's because he wants us to know what's um, out of sync with him. And sometimes when we're in a crisis and our, our whole world is shaking, God is saying, I want to see you. I want you to work on your life. And I want you to inspect this part of your life, this season that you're in. Jeremiah says, the Lord searches our hearts and examines our, our deepest motives so that he can give each person the right reward according to how they're living. Notice God examines our motives. Now, why is this important? Because in life, what you do is not nearly as important to God as why you do it. Not what you do, but why you do it. There are a lot of things you could do in life that God says, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. You could do this or that, and they'll all be fine with God. I just want to know why you're doing it. You see, with God, motives and intentions are everything. God looks at the heart. God inspects us because he's interested in our integrity more than he is in our image. Integrity is what we do when nobody's listening and when nobody's watching, when nobody's looking. And God says, I want to test you to see what's in your heart. That's what he's most proud of. What God is saying is that problems come into our life, they're a measuring tool. The reactions that we have to the difficulty that we face reveals our character. They measure our maturity. They measure our integrity. Sometimes God shakes things up in our life not to inspect us, but sometimes to correct us. You see, God wants to correct us sometimes. Hebrews 12 says God corrects all of his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you don't really belong to him. Do we, do we benefit from correction growing up? Yeah, of course we did. That's how we learned to walk and talk and eat and bathe and surf. Because somebody cared enough to show us the right way and the wrong way to do things. And it's not really fun for parents, but it's really important. Because sometimes the only way to train is through pain. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. You see, sometimes God uses problems to shake things up and inspect us and correct us and continue developing what we have going on in our life. And sometimes God shakes things up in our lives to, to direct us. Now, he, sometimes he wants to point us in a new direction. We're going this way, and God wants us to go this way. Proverbs 16.9 says that a person may plan their own journey, but the Lord directs their steps. We can have all of our plans and we think we have things figured out. So how does God direct our steps? Well, it's really simple. <laughs> problems. <laughs> That's how he does it. Have you ever noticed that problems often change your plans? <laughs> that your problems, uh, and it'll, you'll say, well, what is God doing? Well, he's redirecting us and correcting us. Pain is a powerful motivation to change. We don't often see the light we change when we feel the heat. And when it gets hot enough, we change. Proverbs 20 says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. And Aristotle said, we can't learn without pain. Rarely 
We think about the direction of our lives when things are going good, when they're going great. We've got everything on cruise control. We're not even thinking about life and our goals. We're just cruising along. God disrupts us. We like it when we're in the driver's seat, but then sometimes we hit a traffic jam or we get in an accident. All of a sudden, things become really clear. God has our attention. And God, many times, will use changes in direction to get our attention. Sometimes the pressure and the problems and the crises in our life force us to think about stuff that we wouldn't normally think about on our own. God doesn't want us just to live in denial. He wants us to think about the parts of our lives that need changing and to continue to grow in our character with Him. We tend to compartmentalize our life, like we work on this, and God looks at the entire picture. So what is a problem in your life right now that you're pretending isn't a problem? God will use difficulty to correct us and inspect us, sometimes redirect us. And the, some, we, we like to postpone those difficult decisions. We like to put it off. So where might your problem be leading you? Where is this problem leading me is something we should be asking ourselves. Because sometimes God uses a redirection to lead us somewhere. Did you know that sometimes pain protects us from something worse? That we're going through a problem that's actually preventing us from a bigger problem. It's keeping us from greater harm, from greater things that could happen to us in our job and in our business and in our family and in relationships. Sometimes God kept us out of a situation. Sometimes a problem is a blessing in disguise. There will be times in your life when you have problems that you did the right thing, not the wrong thing. Not every problem is because you did something wrong. Sometimes you have a problem because you did the right thing. Job says, God has led you away from danger, giving you freedom. Problems are the preparation for success. It really comes down to a matter of faith. Well, we trust God with what he's doing. Sometimes God's protecting us from a problem in our life when we thought things were over. This happened to Joseph. He was betrayed by his brothers, and Joseph said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. You know, there are people in your life that intend to harm you. Not everybody is nice in this world. There are evil people. There are mean people. There are people who don't like you because you follow Jesus and because of your morals or because of the ethics and the decision that you've made. And because you won't go with the flow or party or whatever. And sometimes people will say, oh, you think you're too good or you're self-righteous and they misjudge you. They want to bring you down and they meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. And God is bigger than your enemies and bigger than your critics as well. God's bigger than the people who put you down. You see, those people meant it for harm, but God intended it for good. Sometimes God shakes things up in our life to protect us. I once read about how shepherds in the Middle East will sometimes intentionally break the leg of a sheep. Why? Because that sheep is prone to wander and it will wander off. And in order pr to protect the sheep from the wolves and the bears and other the predators, they'll break the leg of the sheep as the sheep and the sheep will walk with a limp. Sometimes God does that in our life to keep us from wandering off and going in a direction that we shouldn't go. He loves us that much. Now, it's no fun to hurt somebody you love, just like a surgeon has to cut someone to heal them. God will often break you to save you if that's what it takes. Sometimes God will do that, but it's out of love. He's looking out for us. Sometimes we're crushed by our disappointments until we realize that they're His appointments. 
that God has appointed the things that happen to us in our life for a reason. Sometimes when, if someone breaks your heart, don't run after them. Some of you just needed to hear me say that. If someone's hurt you, don't run after them. Let them go. Sometimes we get addicted to people and God will remove them from our life. Don't go after them. Don't run after them. God is shaking up that relationship to protect you. I want you to ask this question. How could the problem that I'm facing right now protect me? How could this problem be leading me towards God's direction? What's being prevented? What could actually become worse if I was successful here? Those are just some things to think about. God also uses things and problems to perfect us. You see, the more we grow like Jesus, it's about our character. And God is trying to grow us up. And pain is oftentimes the cost of growth. Pain is what makes us mature. It's the cost of growing up. You see, these days we want the product without the process. And the very thing that discourages us is the very thing that God could be using to develop us. 1 Peter 5 says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who calls us to share in his eternal glory in union with Christ will himself protect us and give us firmness, strength, and a sure foundation. When we, there are no U-Hauls behind a hearse. We're not taking anything with us to heaven except our character. That's why in Romans 5 it says, we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know they are good for us. They help us learn and be patient, and patience develops strength of character and helps us trust God each time we use it. So really, our problems are not our problems. All the things that we think are our problems, they're really not our problems. About that. Our real problems are how we choose to respond to our problems. If we respond to them with trust and with praise and we maintain our integrity and we don't give up, then we'll see what Daniel saw in the 70 years of his life that we're going to be looking at over the next two months. And you'll, you'll keep getting promoted and promoted and promoted right into eternity. That's the power of seeing God's perspective with our problems. You know, our problems become a problem when we lose our sense of humor, when we lose our energy, if we have a pity party, if we start feeling down about ourselves. Our problems become a problem when we get bitter and we start blaming everybody else for our unhappiness. Now that's a problem. Then it turns into a real problem. In fact, right now, why don't we just pray quickly? Just say, God, I finally see what you're doing. Would you give me your perspective? Help me right now through my problems. It's that easy. Jesus loves to help us. God is saying that I'm going to see you through this. This is what he did for Daniel. Daniel wasn't surprised by adversity or tribulation. And lastly, Daniel trusted God through the process. When there's a problem in our life and it doesn't make sense, well, Sometimes we don't see things from God's perspective. We don't see that he's trying to protect us and correct us and direct us and guide us in the path that he has for us. We just have to get to a place of acceptance about that. Proverbs 20 said, since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? Now, for some of you who are looking for your next tattoo, there it is. You can write that one somewhere where it will remind you. My favorite Bible verse says Proverbs 3 trust the Lord with all your heart don't depend on your own understanding 
Let's pray together. God, help me today to see all the waves that you're bringing. Help me to ride them and learn what you're doing in my life. God, I trust you right now. I'd ask that you'd help me to trust you, even though I don't understand everything. And I ask this in Jesus' name. If you prayed that today and you felt God speaking to me, would you message me at Ocean Water? We have a, a Bible verse and a reading plan that I would, I would love to get to you. And it'll really help you begin to grow uh, every day in your life. Also, we have a one-year party for Ocean Water coming up next month. We'd like to, you to be a part of. Lastly, I want to thank those of you who support Ocean Water financially throughout this whole COVID-19 pandemic. We've been providing food and water to 38 families in Palmercito, El Salvador, and we practice that here in San Clemente. And I'm asking you that you would add your voice to the growing chorus of people who are starting to understand the importance of providing food and water to people in need, and that that's our responsibility to be generous in that regard. God doesn't look at the amount. He watches the sacrifice behind the amount. God knows it's worship when it costs us something. Only you and God know what it really costs you, and that's why it's between you and God. Now, I want you to go online today and click on Give. You can set up a monthly plan at oceanwater.com. Some people do $5 a month, some $25, some $100, some $1,000. Do what God puts in your heart and go do it today. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks so much. Thanks again for joining us this weekend. If you'd like more information about Ocean Water Church, how to join us on an upcoming trip, how to be part of one of our clean water projects, how to financially support our movement, or even information on how you can start an Ocean Water Church yourself, please look us up at oceanwater.com.